for two Kickers are extra, I give them the boo Ooh, going for two Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew Ooh, now I'm reclining While putting my time and I'm ready to go My spine is aligning And much my my lineups, my bank account grow I am so rich But knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with Ooh, listen to this Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh, DFS Dynasty Reader Tonight I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep. Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping. And this is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to episode 359 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we're live every Friday, but tonight is a special night. It is Wednesday. It is the day before Thanksgiving. It is our special Thanksgiving show. Of course, we're on the Going For Two Live podcast network on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, we're on Facebook Live, uh, and you can find us also at GoingForTwo.Live. has all of our audio and video stuff there. Uh, and of course, we're on all major podcast networks. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, really helps us out. We finally made uh, we finally made partner for the YouTube channel, uh, so uh, we appreciate everybody jumping in and, and j- jumping in the chat. Philip, we see you in the chat, man. Glad to have you. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, sir. Uh, I'm here as always with my co-host, uh, Mr. Tim Strobel. What's up, Tim? Oh, Jeff, I'm coming off a good week. Uh, you know, I love the Thanksgiving show. It's one of my favorite shows we do all year. Uh, so I'm I'm ready to get going, man. Happy to have Garrett back in studio as well. Absolutely, and that uh, Garrett, of course, is from the DFS Roundtable on Facebook with uh, with me and Tim. Uh, and if you didn't know, he uh, he won a hundred thousand dollars in week one. He's a longtime listener of the show. Um, you figure well, you won a hundred k, we could bring you on the show a couple times a year. So uh, Garrett, what's up, man? What's up, man? Just grateful to be here. Thank you, guys. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I'm just thankful to be here, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And thank you for coming on, man. I know you're 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 at the hotel right now. Uh, you're not you're not in the comfort of your own home, but you found a way to make it work. And uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. Roger. Uh, all right. Uh, so if you didn't if you haven't heard, if you haven't been listening to the show, we are running our, our DFS for Toys DraftKings tournament. Of course, it is for tomorrow. Uh, so if you've already registered and you did not get your invite go check your email, go check your Facebook or your uh, DraftKings app to make sure you get the, the, the invite. If for some reason you did not get it or you cannot find it, please DM me uh, either on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you follow me. Uh, I can get you that link to make sure you get in there because, of course, it does lock tomorrow at 1230 for the first game, 1230 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, We are giving away the belt. I'm going to show the belt one last time. There's the belt there. That's the belt we are giving away. So if you are not in the contest, uh, it's still time to join. but. Uh, you're gonna have to DM me at this point. Uh, I can give you the URL, but if you go to that and use the URL, you, it'll be too late for you to get in. Uh, so just DM me on Twitter, Facebook, whatever you, wherever you follow me at. I can still get you into the tournament. I think we currently have, I think, 50 plus people in the tournament right now. Uh, I think 63 people are registered. Uh, I don't know what that. Someone has some feedback there for a second. My bad. Yeah, that was me. Sorry. Oh, you're good. All right, guys, we have a big show to get to. Of course, we're going to cover the uh, the week of the Thanksgiving slate, uh, the three games, and then we're also going to cover the main slate like we always do. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the rewind. The 
Weekly Rewind. 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 All right, Garrett, we'll go to you first here. Give us uh, your, your rewind, your one good, one bad for the week. Yeah, my one good was uh, Fields, DJ Moore stack. I ran, uh, ran it back with Amon Ra. They got me um, almost 70 points between the three. Um, but my bad was my running backs. Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones killed me. A combined eight points Ouch. between the two. It just wasn't going to get there. So Brutal. Oh, yeah, it was awful. <laughs> Tim, what you got for your one good, one bad? Yeah, my one good last week was Tyreek Hill. Uh, he was my lock of the week. Uh, I had to get him in my cash lineup. And as I said in the pre-show, uh, forcing in Tyreek got me on Singletary and Robinson, which obviously worked out to be kind of the optimal lineup in cash. So that worked out really well. Unfortunately, in tournaments, I had a lot of Devon Achan, uh, who obviously you know went out after a couple plays. So... Uh, that did not work out so well. But I still managed to cast one GPP even with HN in it. So that tells you we were on it last week. Definitely. We had a killer show last week, just top to bottom, by the way. Absolutely. Uh, so my one good, and I talked about it in the last couple of shows, uh, the guy with the 100 matchup on FTN. I played in the last two weeks. It was CD Lamb two weeks ago. Uh, last week, I called out Brandon Ayuk. I called it Brandon Ayuk week. Um, I think Debo Samuel was higher owned. Uh, so everybody that, you know, played Ayuk, listened to the show, you know, worked out very well for you. He crushed it, of course, last week. Uh, my one bad was, was ETN. Uh, he just, you know, I guess Trevor Lawrence decided, you know what, I'm just going to run these two in myself. So the two touchdowns that should have gone to ETN, uh, was a Trevor Lawrence instead and kind of crushed ETN's hopes of, of smashing the slate. So, uh, he kind of killed me, killed my cash lineup. Unfortunately, I did not cash my cash lineup only the second time all year. My cash lineup is not hit. Uh, luckily, I had some good GPP lineups that that kind of saved me a little bit, but uh, my cash lineup missed last week. All right, let's jump into the Thanksgiving slate. We do this a little bit different than we do the main slate. We're going to go game by game, just talk about a couple different plays at each game. Uh, we'll kick it off, of course, with the early game, Green Bay at Detroit. Uh, the current over-under is at 47. Uh, Detroit is favored by 7.5 points last time I checked it. Uh, and Tim, we'll, get, we'll start off here with you. What What kind of plays are you looking for in this game? Yeah, I think the first place I'm looking in this game is the running backs for Detroit. Uh, I, I said it, you know, when it was Najee Harris and, and Jalen Warren week, and I said it last week with Eckler, even though he didn't have a great game, but you attack Green Bay with your with your running backs, right? That's where they struggle is up the middle. And it's Jameer Gibbs, man. I'm going, I'm all over Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I was really worried that when David Montgomery came back that, you know, he was going to go right back to his lead dog role. Uh, but the last two weeks, uh, Gibbs has played 58% of snaps, and he's gotten more work inside the red zone. So that's what you're looking for. If he's getting the volume, the red zone, and the catches, that's your perfect prescription for a DraftKings running back. So he'll be popular, but I'm all over Gibbs. Good stuff. Uh, speaking of running backs, Tim, I wanted to ask you as the as the resident Packers fan here. So there, you know, we know that Jones is not going to play. It's going to be uh, AJ Dillon, the the third yeah. string running back, the the rookie. I can't think of his name. Has also been ruled out. He's on IR. So there's two running backs that are on the depth chart. One of them is on the DraftKings slate. One of them is not. Patrick Taylor at I think 4200, uh, and then they also activated James Robinson. Is Patrick? Yeah, I heard that. Is Patrick Taylor usable at all as the number two? No, not in my mind. I mean, I, I, he has no ceiling, and that's really my thought on it. Like, even if he gets you a short goal line touchdown, like, he could maybe get you, like, 9 or 10 points, right? Uh, he's 4,200. 
maybe in showdown, like if you were playing showdown and you need that 10 points to make a difference, but on the three game slate, I don't think you, you play Taylor. Yeah. I think there's better things to do for, for that cash. Yeah. I think I'm with you as well. I think even the fact that they're the only running backs on the, on the team right now, I think it's, you're going to play Dylan. If you're going to play a Green Bay running back, you're going to play Dylan. I don't know if you're playing a Green Bay running yeah, back. Yeah. And it's really just such a bad matchup, right? Yeah. I mean, Detroit's one of the best uh, eighth DVOA against the run. So Agreed. it just doesn't set up well. I, I fully expect Aaron Dillon to be, po- or sorry, AJ Dillon to be popular, uh, but he very well could score 12 points, right? Yeah. Um, there's a value running back later on in this late we're going to talk about. I think it's the better play. Agreed. Garrett, what do you got for some of your plays in this game? Man, I like uh, I like the entire Detroit offense, just to be honest yeah, with everybody. you. All their big guys, man. Uh, Golf, Gibbs, Mont. I could see this being a slate where two running backs from this team get you there and then you build yep. around it and it just being one of those weird builds where you got two running backs from the same team. They've been doing well together, even though I do think Gibbs is kind of taking over a little bit more, as he should. I think he's the mo- more dynamic player. Uh, and then from the Green Bay side, man, not a lot. Dobbs here and there where you need him. And then I, I like Jay Reed, um, their wide receiver. I think he's he may be the best receiver on their team. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I think the big news in Green Bay this week is all the injuries. Yep. Right? Yeah. They have multiple people to clear it out. Aaron Jones is out. Dar- Safety Journal Savage is out. Uh, both tight ends. Uh, for, are probably going to be out. Uh, Musgrave has already been put on IR, and Deguara is doubtful. Um, so I think one of the best plays in this game is going to be Tucker Craft, right? And I think he's going to be really popular because he's stone men priced at 2500 um, But, you know, we'll talk about it in a, in later. There are a couple of guys that I think you have to play on this slate, particularly if you're, you know, playing cash games. And I think if you get there, you're going to have to pay down somewhere, right? So I think Reed is a great call. I played him last week. I'll play him again this week. Uh, but Tucker Craft, I think, is an interesting play at twenty five hundred. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm all over Craft as well. His price point, you can't really uh, ignore how cheap he is, and he allows you to get some of those more expensive guys that we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, there is one other play, Tim, and I noticed you had him on your thing as well. Uh, another good punt, uh, Mr. Jamison Williams at three point four. I think he played eighty plus percent of the snaps. Uh, he only had three targets, but luckily one of them was a touchdown last week. Um, talk about him a little bit. Yeah, I had it at 65%. I can double check that real quick. You might be right. Earlier, yeah, earlier in the season, he wasn't playing very many snaps at all, consistently around 40%, week 10, 52%, week 11, 65%. So he's trending in the right direction. And he's the kind of profile that you're looking for for a punt play, right? Where he can score on one long touchdown, and, and that's the guy you got to have. Um, one of the interesting things for me is that Amon Ross St. Brown has not been very good against Green Bay. His last three games against Green Bay's averaged 12.3 DraftKings points. So I think they know the way that they win this game is uh, on the ground. And so it's going to be really hard for me to pay for Amon Ross on this slate. Now, obviously, if you're doing golf stacks, I think that's where you start. But uh, particularly in cash games, I'm not considering uh, the Sun God this week. Yeah, I'm out. I also am not really huge on the Porta. I saw a stat that when both running backs have been healthy, they have one of the lowest pass rates in the entire league. So uh, I think that continues this week. Again, uh, good GPP play, not uh, not for me in cash. 
All right, and let's talk about defense really quick. And I noticed, Garrett, you had the Lions defense listed on your sheet there. Uh, I, I think there's one defense that we can all pretty much assume is going to be one of the higher-owned ones, and it's the most expensive one on the slate. But uh, the Lions got a pretty good defense as well. Talk about them a little bit. Yeah, I just had them on there, man, because of all the injuries to Green Bay. And, um, you know, I think to get away from the Cowboys and 49ers, um, you're either going to go up top or you're probably going to punt down below Detroit. And they could get overlooked and, and do some damage. Man, real quick, can I give a shout out to my wife? She's watching in my family real quick. Absolutely. I love you guys. Amanda, kids, I love y'all. Thanks for watching. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Thank you. Um, yeah, so the defense, you're right. They're, they're right there in the middle, and they're going to be overlooked. Either you're going to punt the defense or you're going to pay up for those two you mentioned in the lines Michael overlooked here. And I think they're in a good spot at a, at a pretty good price as well. Definitely. Yeah, particularly if you're going to run one of those double Lions running back type GPP lineups, I think you're doing that with the Lions defense. Yeah. Because you're saying they get up early and just run the clock out. All right, let's move, let's move to game number two here. Hey, the only other person I oh, want to mention because nobody mentioned him was Christian Watson. I think he'll be pretty popular on this late because he finally scored a touchdown last week. But I put that he feels like bait. Right. Like they put it at 4,300 to try and bait you into playing him. Yeah. Good call. Uh, but as, as uh, Garrett said earlier, I think Jaden Reed is clearly the one who looks like he has the best connection with Christian Watson, right? Or sorry, with uh, Jordan Love right now. So uh, I'll take my chances on probably fading Watson, but that price is so tempting, man. Yeah. Is Agreed. 100%. All right. Let's move into game number two uh, Washington at Dallas. Uh, this one has the, the highest over under on the slate at 48 and a half. Uh, Dallas is favored by a whopping 11 points. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, let me go to you. Give me, give me some of your uh, top. It's plays. actually up to 13 and a half, by the way. Wow. It's Jeez. that is yeah. crazy. Uh, I now have it at 13 and a half. Garrett, give me some of your plays here. Yeah. Once again, man, the whole, the whole offense of Dallas, Dak lamb, except, except, uh, Pollard, man, I'm, I'm not playing Pollard. He is, he, to me, yeah. he's probably been the biggest bust of the season. If you ask me. Um, is can you know considering how high he got picked in some people's fantasy uh, year longs, <laughs> yeah. but uh, man, definitely Dak Lamb, Ferguson, you know, sprinkle in some cooks and and then the defense. Could, what up, G? You know, really hurt uh, Washington uh, if they tee off right. So, yeah, one hundred percent. And I I, I have uh, Curtis Samuel as a sneaky play. He had three point six. He got ejected the last game, so. You know, those uh, the box score watchers are going to look at that and think that he's not doing well. He actually was going to get involved in that game and then wasn't. Uh, they could use him in a sneaky way in Dallas at 3.6 if you want to get uh, a little weird at some GPPs. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the, the guys you want really are going to be on the offensive of uh, the Cowboys there. And, of course, you mentioned the defense. Uh, Tim, you have a, a tight end there that you, you think is too cheap for this slate. Yeah, I really like Ferguson. Uh, I, I feel like it's a two tight end week. Uh, there's a lot of really good tight end plays on this slate, and I think value is kind of hard to come by. Uh, but first of all, I completely ag- agree with Garrett. Uh, Dak and CD stack is basically the chalk. Uh, it's definitely where I think you want to go in, in cash. Um, and I also agree on the Pollard fade. He scored last week, which means it's going to be another, what, six weeks until he scores again <laughs> or something. Uh, but yeah, Dak stacks is where it's at this week for sure. Uh, they will be popular, so you will want to find a way to get different. One way to get different is by playing two tight ends. Uh, so I really like Ferguson. I think if, if you were to get the same value at a, uh, sorry, same volume, if he was a wide receiver, he'd probably be about 5,500 and he's 3,900. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I think in that, you know, in that case, he's too cheap. 
Yeah, and speaking of uh, speaking of Dak and Lamb, I know uh, people that have listened to the show the last two weeks. Uh, I've go. given the FTN uh, the 100 matchup. Basically, they they rate every matchup wide receiver cornerback, and there's usually like one, maybe two guys that get the 100 percent matchup. Uh, two weeks ago, it was CD Lamb. I played him, called him out on the show. He balled out. Last week, it was Brandon Ayuk. Again, he uh, he balled out last week. Uh, this week's 100 percent matchup is going to be on Lamb. Uh, again, so it's for you know second time in three weeks he's been the the top uh, matchup. So uh, Lamb, if you're playing him in your lineups, obviously this is the you know the place that you're gonna stack Dak and Lamb and just build from there. I think that's where you start your lineups is start with Dak and Lamb and just go from there. I feel like we need a drop for that. You're going for two matchup of, of the, the week. week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll work love on it. that for sure. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, mean, I love it, though. I, I When I looked at it, the first time I looked at the slate, to me, that was the, the no-brainer, right? Like, the, one of the flowchart teams is uh, the Commanders. The uh, Cowboys have obviously been super pass-heavy. Yep. Uh, and one thing I talked about last week is that they love blowing teams out. So I think it's very viable on this slate for you to play a Dak stack and then also play the defense. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think some people will think, oh, well, if I'm playing the defense, I have to play Pollard and hope they run the ball. I don't think that's the case at all. Yep. Uh, so yeah. I like I like that call a lot. Uh, the only other thing I had on here, you know, because I live in the Washington, D.C. area and the commanders and the Cowboys tend to when one of them is favored by a billion points, they always tend to have games that are much closer than they actually should be, especially on Thanksgiving. Uh, so if you wanted a leverage play, everyone's going to be on that passing attack of the Cowboys. They're going to be playing the Cowboys defense. A leverage play to get off of that would it be to go with Brian Robinson at 5.9. Yeah, uh, Cause that's like the it. way the commanders are going to have to win this game is run the ball. Uh, he's been heavily involved in the passing game the last couple of weeks as well. Uh, so he has that floor with the, with the catching ability. So at 5.9, if you want to get different in your tournaments, I think Brian Robinson makes a, a pretty smart play. Who's yeah. your favorite run back if, if say, everything works out and, you know, Dallas is the way to go? Who's your favorite run back from Washington? Probably McLaurin. That, that would be my guess. Uh, Dotson's a little my bit. My answer would be depending if you're playing Ferguson. Because, like, if you go Dax, Lamb, Cooks, I like Logan Thomas. Good point. Right? But, but if you're going Dak, Lamb, Ferguson, I don't know that I would go Ferguson and Logan Thomas. I'd probably go Samuel in that scenario or Brian Robinson. Yeah. Brian That's Robinson right. has been surprisingly getting a lot of volume in the air. Yep. Right? Everybody thought he was this Ezekiel Elliott, I go three yards and fall down <laughs> yeah. kind of running back. That's not really been his role this year. You know, he's getting more since Gibson's been banged up, but even before then. Yep. Right. He's getting a lot of pass game work. And so and he's been the guy know, that uh, Howell's look for on, on broken plays when he's uh, scrambling around. He just seems to find Brian Robinson on those on those little short dump offs. And Robinson's been able to yep. make something happen of him. So, yeah, he's definitely involved. I think he probably has the highest ceiling if I had to pick a player. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, was Samuel or Robinson. So, yeah, um, Tim, you got a punt play there. Yeah, just because I want to find one punt play from each of these games, right? If you're trying to find volume, uh, you know, you're going to have to pay down somewhere. Uh, Same kind of thing. I mentioned Jamison Williams in the first game, and this one's Jalen Tolbert. He's kind of the Cowboys' fourth receiver, uh, but he's really been operating kind of as the number three over the last few games, getting more snaps and more targets than Michael Gallup. So if you only have 3,100 left and you need an absolute punt, uh, I like Jalen Tolbert. He's not going to give you probably 20. Uh, but I don't think he'll give you a zero either. Yeah, good call. Anything else in this game before we get to the last game of the week or the the slate? Uh, just, uh, try and find a way to play the defense. They have the number one sack rate on the week. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they failed in the similar spot earlier this year, but 
I don't think there's so much of a gap over some of the other defenses that you can't try and find a way to the Cowboys. Yeah, I think you get up to the Cowboys, you know, hell and high water, you find a way to get there because Howell's still taking <laughs> a ton of two sacks. So, all right, get into the last game here. Of course, it is San Francisco at Seattle. Uh, over under is 43. Uh, 49ers favored by seven points. Last time I checked it, uh, this one's going to be an interesting one. Um, there's some, there's yeah. some, so some chalk plays in here and some chalk value plays as well, Tim. Talk about one of those guys. Yeah, I think probably the chalkiest play on the slate possibly uh, may end up being Zach Charbonnet um, with Kenneth Walker uh, out with an oblique injury. Uh, he's doubtful, but he's out, right? He's not going to play. Um, yeah, 5,300, that volume's just too good, right? And it's the same kind of thing I was just talking about Brian Robinson is they like to use him in the pass game. So if this is a situation where they get behind, normally we don't like to play running backs against the 49ers because they're not going to get a lot of yards on the ground. But if you figure that he's going to get a, a lot of usage through the, the, the air, you know, it could end up being a, a Devin Singletary spot like we saw last week, yep. right? Where he just, okay, he gets it on the ground and he gets it going through the air. So I think he's probably going to, like I said, super chalky. Um, I actually kind of like a fade of him in tournaments. Uh, like Garrett said earlier, I think if you want to do some, uh, we'll talk about the other one here in a minute, but, uh, you know, like one of the Detroit running backs plus, you know, this guy, um, you can get away from from Charbonnet, but I think in cash, um, he's projected for me almost three times value, which kind of makes him a, a lock in cash game. So yeah, and I talked about something it. goes crazy. That's where I'm going. I've talked about it all season too. The Niners are good against the ground against the running backs, but uh, the pass catchers they they struggle against. I mean, Rashad White last week had seven catches, I believe. Uh, Joe Mixon the week before that, when, you know, before our bye, had a really good game. Uh, earlier in the season, Kyron Williams had a coming out party against us in week two, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Charbonnet is a, a pass-catching running back, and he can definitely hurt us. So I, I like that call. Garrett, what do you got for your, your plays in this game? Uh, man, Purdy, CMC, and Debo, the same stack I ran week before last, I believe, that won me a little bit of money. Um, yeah. I, I like that, man. CMC's pretty good against Seattle from what I remember. Oh, he's pretty good against any damn body. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you can't go wrong there. And Seattle struggles against the run a little bit. Uh, we were talking earlier about um, Debo being in a good spot for this game. So I like it. And and once again, maybe play a little 49ers defense if you're playing a, a lot of, uh, you know, mass entries. That way you can diversify a little bit just in case they smash Seattle. Maybe, uh, you know. Uh, the quarterback doesn't play or he's he's limited. Maybe Geno Smith's limited because of that elbow or shoulder injury, whatever he's got. So, yep. Good call. Yeah, I, I put on here that I think you have to play CMC and CD Lamb, particularly if you're playing cash games. I think there's mm -hmm. enough volume. Uh, sorry, enough value to get to both. Uh, average 26.7 uh, DK points in his last two versus Seattle. Now, when you pay, you know, that kind of price, that's what you're expecting. But, um, you know, the, I think there's a gap between him and the next running back on this slate, right? And that's really what you're looking for. Agreed. Yeah. So um, I, I was looking at some optimals and run the sim stuff earlier. Uh, he's in like 50% of all optimal lineups, right? So that just goes to show you that, uh, you know, he kind of gives you a different a ceiling than really anybody else. But, you know, I'm, I played Purdy last week, right? I mentioned that at the top of the show. Uh, Purdy stacks were huge for me last week. I played a lot of Purdy and Aik. Uh, but in the pregame, I was telling you, Jeff, I think this week I'm going back to Debo. Um, yeah. I had a stat here. Seattle is good versus number one wide receivers, but they're 30th 
to number two wide receiver. So yep. uh, I think, you know, Ayuk may struggle a little bit this week. I actually expect him to be the higher uh, owned one this week. So I'm going to pivot and go back to Debo. Yeah, I wasn't going to chase the points from last week. I, I think I agree with you. Um, I had a value play from this game that we hadn't talked about yet. JSN, Jackson Smith, and Najigba has been really coming on strong lately. Yeah. Uh, and I mentioned on the show, even last week, I mentioned that we struggle versus receivers in the slot. Now, I called out Chris Godwin last week saying he'd have a good game. He did not. Uh, but he still had six catches, and he had a huge drop that would have given him at least 50 more yards. Uh, so his game would have been much better against us had he caught that pass. But uh, we do struggle versus the slot. And uh, JSN's playing, I think, 68% of his uh, snaps are coming from the slot. So he's someone to look out. I think he's 4,100 on the, on the slate. So that's a pretty good price to pay. Uh, yep. And then, you know, I called Ayuk week last week. Uh, I'm calling Kittle week this week. Uh, Kittle, for some reason, plays well, not only versus Seattle, but also in Seattle. Uh, he's mm. played in Seattle since 2019. I think he's got uh, six or seven games against them through that time. Uh, he averages seven targets, five catches, and nearly 100 yards versus them in Seattle. So uh, I think Kittle's going to be huge this week as well. And he's, I think, 6,000. So he's a pretty expensive yes. tight end, but he, he'll, he'll be worth it if you, if you can find a way to get him in your lineup. Yeah, I mentioned earlier I really like the two tight end this week. I think some of my favorite builds have been Ferguson and Kittle. So I think that's uh, definitely one way to go this week if you want to get a little different. Uh, anybody else we didn't talk about y'all want to mention before we get to the main slate? Yeah, I would imagine that would be real different too on a three-game slate, man. I like that. Too. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I, I meant to say on the on the in the first game too when you mentioned playing both Detroit running backs, that's another way to get different is too. I, I don't think that's, agreed. People are going to pick one or the other. I think you play both and hope they both go off like they have in the last couple of games. So exactly right. Yeah, I mean, you got to get different on these three-game slates, right? Otherwise, you're going to dupe with a thousand people. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and cash games, you don't care, right? You play the optimal, but in GPPs on a three-game slate, if you don't want to dupe, you gotta you gotta get different. Absolutely. And we've seen it, right? We've seen two running backs on the same slate win before. Yep. So I mean, this is it's a viable strategy, particularly if a team's going to run the ball forty times. Hundred percent. All right, that wraps up the Thanksgiving slate. We're going to jump now into the main slate. And obviously, we're doing this a few days earlier than we normally do. So there are some things that we may or may not know as far as injuries go yet. Uh, so we'll do our best to break it down. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks. All right, right here at the top here, Tim, give me one of your elite quarterbacks. Oh damn! I thought you were going to hit the double drop. I'm sorry. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Um, we have we we always talk about the flow chart, right? And one of the flow chart teams is one of the flow chart teams is Philadelphia, right? Uh, because they are they are a pass funnel, right? And Josh Allen coming off a tough game, uh, they won, but he didn't have his best game. And I think this is a shot for him to really show out. It's a great matchup. It's the highest score. Uh, sorry, highest total on the main slate. Um, and honestly, I think it's going to go over. Um, let me, let me double check that. No, I'm sorry. Houston. What? Why is this not showing up for me? Uh, yeah, they are 48 and a half. 48 yeah. And a half. Yep, so it came down two points and opened at 50 and a half. I think it's going to go over 50. Like if you're asking me what game on the main slate has the best chance of having a 60 point game, it's the Eagles and Bills for me. Yep. So a uh, common theme for the rest of the show is I'm going to be recommending a lot of Eagles and a lot of Bills. And I think that starts at the top with Josh Allen. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and as Tim mentioned there, there should have been a double drop, but I didn't see the lock of the week until just now. So now I'm going to hit it. 
Lock, lock it, it in. in. All right, Garrett, your lock of the week. C.J. Stroud, man, uh, the rookie of the year, maybe the MVP of the season. Who knows? Uh, I'm not missing on him this week, man. Last week I had him in. I had him, Dell, Tyreek Hill, and I switched to – I don't know why, but I switched to Fields uh, last minute on everything. I let some ESPN reporter talk me into it. <laughs> and it ended up – because of the running back situation, I ended up not doing as well as I would have. So. I'm I'm locking CJ Stroud in this week and Tank Dell and I'm rolling with it. Agreed. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I want to give a quick shout out. Uh, you guys know every year we do a draft show, and on the draft show this year, Courtney, who I believe had the number one overall pick, said, "I know everybody's going to take Bryce Young here, but I'm taking CJ Stroud. I think he'll be the better quarterback. If I was the Panthers, I would draft CJ Stroud. They should have listened to our draft show, okay? Yep. <laughs> because CJ Stroud is absolutely balling, okay?" And nobody cares about his S2 test anymore, right? Yeah. Carolina owner's like, oh, man, I fucked up. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. it, it's going to be one of those look back, you know, things where you're like, I can't believe CJ went second to, to yep. Bryce. Yep. You know, and at the time, it was like every expert was like, it's Bryce, it's Bryce, it's Bryce. Courtney yep. was like. You no, ask me, fine. Carolina's got the better names, too, as far as positional players with Miles Sanders, yeah. Trooper Hubbard, Adam Thielen. Yeah. Coming into Nobody the season, knew who Nico Collins yep. and Tank Dell was yeah. the year. Yeah, they're and all just, they're, they're all popular balling. now, but they weren't popular before. We didn't even know who the number one was. Yeah. We had no idea yeah. who the number one was. It was like who's the receiver there? We have no idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what what Stroud is doing is is amazing for anyone, but for him to be a rookie is just absolute insanity. Absolutely. Definitely. All right. Uh, in the effort to save some time, uh, we did have or Garrett had uh, Mahomes and Hertz uh, on his elite sheet as well. Of course, those guys can be put on the elite level at all the time. So we don't need to talk you into those guys. Those guys are always in play. So I'll move down into the mid tier. Uh, and I have Kyler Murray uh, at 6.9 going to, up against the Rams. And and really, it's it comes down to his floor with the rushing ability. Uh, over the last two weeks, he's got 13 rushes for 84 yards and two touchdowns in those two games, uh, which gives you a solid floor for him to, to build upon. And, you know, he's been doing it through the air as well. Uh, I did see that uh, Hollywood Brown uh, has a, a, an injury issue that he may or may not play. But I, even even if he's out, I still think uh, Kyler Murray is uh, in play at 6.9. Uh, he, sh- he should be up in that elite level. Uh, he's not quite there yet, but I, I do think that uh, at 6.9, he's still too cheap. So I, I will have a lot of Kyler Murray uh, in the mid-tier here. Uh, Tim, talk about the other mid-tier guy we have. Yeah, the thing about I, I will t- quick, I want to talk about Kyler Murray because he came back at 5,900, then they made him 6,100. Now he's 6,900. DraftKings is like, you're not going to get me again, right? <laughs> if he's going to run the ball seven to, time, seven to 10 times a game, we're going to price him back like a running back. Uh, so I like that from DraftKings. Uh, I did list Trevor Lawrence uh, right now. Obviously, it's Wednesday. Uh, but as of today, it's looking like he's probably going to be the cash game quarterback, which I think is really interesting. Uh, coming off that big 30-point game last week, he goes up against Houston. And one of the uh, highest over-unders, I think it's tied for the highest on the slate. Um, and yeah, he's 1300 cheaper than C.J. Stroud, right? So they're expecting this game to shoot out. Um, I don't think it's going to be through the ground. I mean, ETN may have a good game, but I think if they get there, it's going to be through T-Law. And so I think he makes a good cash game play and a great tournament option. Though I will say he has not had 30-point games twice in a row, uh, so I would be a little hesitant. uh, But 
a matchup always wins over yeah. over game lock, right? Agreed. And I think this is just such a good matchup. And I think T Law kind of showed what he's capable of. We've kind of forgotten about T Law almost in a way. Like you know, he has not had a good season. Uh, I thought he was going to have a, a close to MVP type season this year, and he has not had that by any means. But yeah, yeah. it's the magic of Zay Jones. All they needed was to get Zay Jones <laughs> yeah. back. That was what was holding the whole team. So we yeah. just had no idea. Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's move down into the value tier. Uh, Mickey in the in the chat mentioned uh, Russell Wilson. Wilson, are either of y'all interested at all in Russell Wilson? No, but I like that call actually. Yeah, he's he's definitely been playing better. That's for sure. That's a tough yeah. defense to play again, man. That's I what mean. I was going to say is I do not like that is they are the number one defense in terms of success rate and yards uh, basically in every position. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know how I can play Russ this week. Um, I tell you who I am going to play again this week, and that's Baker Mayfield. I love this matchup. Uh, Tampa Bay going into Indianapolis. Neither one of these teams uh, can really stop anybody in the passing game. Um, it's going to be a, a heavy pass game. I expect from Baker and he's been super consistent, right? And that's really what you're looking for. Um, I, I don't know if I may end up going him in cash, uh, but last week he had his worst week in five weeks. He played San Francisco, one of the best defenses in the league, and he still managed to get 12 DraftKings mm-hmm. points, right? Which is not terrible. So if you look previous to that 19, 19, 21, 17, I think for 5,500, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. So I think the other guy y'all have is going to be popular as well. Uh, but I think I might go back to Baker again, man. He's made me some money over the last few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And the matchup is definitely better than it was the week, the week before that. So uh, I have the guy, the quarterback on the other side, uh, Garner Minshew. Uh, Tampa Bay is just bleeding points right now in the passing game. We just saw Purdy light them up. Uh, they give up the third most points to quarterbacks overall. Uh, Minshew, you know, for all his, uh, his faults, he does turn the ball over sometimes, but he loves to sling it and he, he will do that at 5.1 versus Tampa Bay. Uh, he'll, you know, they'll, they'll let him throw it. They don't care at this point. So uh, I think Minshew's a, a great value play. If you're going to pay down at quarterback, uh, you have Minshew as well, uh, Garrett, anything you wanted to add to Minshew? Yeah. Just Mr. Boomer bust, you know, you may get 35, you may get three. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll find out, but I'm definitely going to play him in some. And I was just looking at uh, DeVito, man, uh, the the Giants quarterback, man. He put up, what, 30, uh, 22 against Washington. If he put up 22 against Washington, man, Dak should murder him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be right. They, they don't even have a real defense at this point. Yeah. They're yeah. just, run, just kind of running guys out there. 100%. All right, let's get to the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? All right, we all have the same elite tight end. I'm just going to mention him so we can save some time. Travis Kelsey, play him every week if you want to. It's He's always in play. Uh, we'll just kick it off at the mid-tier, Tim. Pick one of your mid-tier guys you want to talk about. Uh, we kind of all have the same guys, which is interesting because usually we'll switch it up. Um, I'm going to take the guy that I shit on last week that I think is going to have a big, big bounce-back week this week, and that's Evan Ingram. Uh, he has had two bad matchups in a row, and now he gets one of the best matchups against the Houston Texans, uh, who are 31st against the tight end. So I think we just talked about Trevor Lawrence. If I'm making Trevor Lawrence stacks this week, I'm probably starting in the mid-range with Evan Ingram. And I also think he's very much in play for cash. I think one of the other guys we're going to talk about is probably going to be higher owned. We'll see what happens when we get to Sunday. But Ingram at 42 just looks like such a good value. Yeah, he's been he's been really good this year, for sure. Um, 
Garrett, talk about one of your mid-tier guys. Well, you know where I'm going to go. Who that, baby? <laughs> I'm going to go Jason Hill, 5,000, man. Um, I think with Carr banged up, I don't know what they're going to do yet with the quarterback situation 100%. We'll see what happens. But uh, get back to Taysom Hill, you know, vulturing Kamar for the touchdowns. And, <laughs> you know, I think he can easily get value here and maybe boom a little bit with 20-plus points. Yeah, I like that call. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Kincaid uh, versus Philly. Uh, Philly is dead last DVOA versus the tight end. Uh, he's five point three. He now has five straight games. Uh, I think one, two, three. Yeah, five straight games of double digit fantasy points. Had a little bit of a down game against New Jersey. I'm sorry, the, the Jets, uh, New York Jets. He only had ten points there, but he still got the double digit mark. And he's been getting the targets. He had seven targets last week, six weeks before that, 11 the week before that. So he's definitely part of that offense now. He's he's having his little breakout season towards the end of the year. Uh, and at 5.3, I don't think he's too expensive yet for you to be able to pay him uh, in the Philly, you know, against his Philly team. So I, I like Kincaid a lot. Uh, the other guy we we all all three of us have here. So Tim, why don't you talk about the other the third uh, tight end we have here, the fourth tight yeah, end? Yeah, Trey McBride. Just play him every week, man. Uh, he is absolutely the number one guy in Arizona right now, and they can't take him off the field. He literally played a hundred percent of offensive snaps last week, right? I think he also led the team in targets. He did with seven targets. Like he is their offense right now. Now that being said, well, kind of spoiler alert, I do think it's going to be a bounce back game for Hollywood Brown. Uh, but I like the whole Cardinals passing attack. And I think McBride could be, uh, you know, the chalkiest tight end. I think it'll be the third or fourth time he's been the chalkiest tight end on a slate. But it's for obvious reason, man. He's getting the volume and DraftKings just has not raised his price enough. Yeah, I was trying to look up because I, I only heard the the limited thing. It came through on a notification about Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. Uh, looks like it's a heel injury. Um, do, you, do you think if he's ruled out for whatever reason, do you think that hurts or helps McBride? I I don't know that it probably impacts his volume too much, but I think if anything, it helps him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because if it was a wide receiver, I think they'd focus more on bracket coverage or double coverage. With a tight end, they're going to play the same game. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's basically the same. But we'll see. Obviously, it's Wednesday. Could go either way. Okay, and it could be one of those like he has a heel injury. He's a veteran. Let's give him the day off, and he'll be back fine. And you know, on Friday, Thursday, and Friday to practice. So. Um, exactly. but I, I had just seen it pop up on my notifications that he was uh, limited today. No, that's a good call. All right, let's move down into the value tier here, Garrett. What do you got for your value tight ends? Man, Jonu Smith. Let's hey. go. Ritter. Ritter is coming back at quarterback. I just actually noticed that he was coming back, but he had a good connection with Jonu Smith early in the season. He was targeting him quite often. Uh, 3,400 seems low to me for, for Smith, and, and the Saints struggle against the tight end position. I do. Um, so I, I like Smith a lot. Yeah, that's a good call. Tim, you have a guy that I liked last week, and unfortunately it didn't work out. He was stone minimum, and it uh, did not work out. But he's got a much better matchup this week. Talk about him a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say on this show last week, we said, keep in mind, if you play this guy, he may give you one point because he's playing <laughs> against Cleveland. That's exactly he what scored he scored 1.7 <laughs> DraftKings points, okay? We told you that was going to happen. Okay, now he gets one of the best matchups in the league against the Cincinnati Bengals. And because he had such a shitty week last week, he's still 2,900. So last week I said, stay away from Pat Fryermuth. This week, I think the Muth is Luth. Uh, 2,900, like we always talk about, you got to find some value. Um, and I do like him uh, particularly uh, just 
to fit in some of the guys we're going to talk about here in a minute. Um, it's Wednesday. Value is always tough to find on a Wednesday. So right now it looks like the value is a tight end. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I had one more guy. It looks like uh, Garrett had him as well. Cade Otten at 3.2 versus uh, at Indiana, uh, at Indianapolis Colts. Uh, it is a tough matchup. The Colts actually uh, look pretty good against the tight end, but at 3.2, he's still getting a ton of targets in the offense. We mentioned Baker Mayfield, how well he's playing. Uh, but Otten's getting, you know, between five to nine targets a game uh, at a tight end that's, you know, only 3,200. I think he's still viable. He's in play. Uh, he won't give you those huge ceiling games. He did have that two-touchdown game, but that's the only two touchdowns he's had all season. But I do think uh, if you're looking for some value, Kate Otten is definitely in play as well. Yeah. One guy we didn't talk about, and I just want to mention him just because I've seen him popular on a lot of sites, is David Njoku. Um, his volume has been insane. Last week with DTR, he had 15 targets. Oof, so he's 4,100 this week. Yeah, it was insane. He, uh, he went 7 for 56 on 15 targets. But week before that, he had nine targets. Before that, six targets, eight targets, nine targets. So he's getting that almost Kincaid-like volume and a worse offense, right? But he's 4,100. Yeah. So I think Njoku could make an interesting uh, GPP play if you say everybody but Kelsey fails and Njoku gets you 17 to 20 points, then he may be the guy that you need. Yeah, good call. All right, let's move to the running back. It's time for running backs. Running backs. All right. So a uh, peek behind the curtain here. We have a spreadsheet that we all use and we put all of the names on. We have elite tier, mid tier values here. And I get to see what these guys put in. And I, I logged in and I saw Tim sheet. And I was like, Tim, I think you messed up because you had this guy in your elite tier, but he's cheaper than your mid tier guys. Uh, why do you have him in your elite tier? And I'll, I'll let you take it away, Tim. Yeah, so I mentioned value looks like it's going to be really hard to come by on this slate. And so I think you're going to have to pay down into the mid-range at running back. And so in my opinion, the most consistent running back over the last six weeks has been Rashad White at $6,100. He gets a great matchup against Indianapolis, who I think are 24th running backs. And last week he played the same San Francisco 49ers we were just talking about caught six balls on seven targets and still managed a 17.8. Mm-hmm. And that was like a down week for him. He's getting a volume like an Austin Eckler or a Jameer Gibbs, but he's not being priced like those guys. So I, I don't know why DraftKings is keeping him so cheap, but I'm just going to take advantage of it. Uh, Rashad White's probably my number one point per dollar play on the whole slate, particularly at running back. Yeah, just That's to go. That's a really good call. Yeah. Sorry, Jim. No, you're good. I was just going to say, just to, to re- reiterate the volume thing, I looked it up. As far as snap percentage, there's only three running backs with a higher snap percentage than Rashad White this year. That's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Christian Sa- McCaffrey, yeah. Saquon Barkley and Kyron Williams for some reason. He's that's it. And then it's Rashad White, number four. So that's right. you know, he's getting the volume for sure. And you mentioned the, the <laughs> passing the passing uh you know uh work is as well. And uh yeah, he's he's I awesome. feel like DraftKings gets too caught up in like yards per carry or something. Yeah, right? they use because the wrong I metrics. can't imagine what stat they're looking at to not increase his price. Yep, hundred percent. All right, we'll still go back into the elite tier because you have a few elite guys there, Garrett, to talk about. Yeah, uh Alvin Kamar, man, who that? It's my who guy. That? Um if Hill doesn't vulture the touchdowns, you know, <laughs> he's gonna get to work regardless yeah. of who's in there at quarterback. I think they're starting to dump it off to him a little more in some screen passes. I like seeing that, getting him in space and getting loose. Uh, with Michael Thomas out, that should 
you know, equate to some more targets for Kamara. Um, regardless of where they line him up, he's he's elite, man. And uh he can, you know, we can he can get you a, a monster game anytime. So and Kamara's like expected to play, right? I think that's huge for I Kamara. think he I think yeah. he is, yeah. I think he's gonna end up playing, man. I, I really do. And yeah, then, Davis is not really a check down guy, but we know we know Carr yeah, is. Carr so. is. Yeah, I think what yeah. was it? Uh, Kamara's first first game back, he had 13 catches. I think that way that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, ETN's been doing it all year. I've got him up there, and then maybe one of my favorite plays, man, is Jonathan Taylor. His yeah, volume is just insane. He's getting back to old form, and he can he can beat any team, man. So yep. I like him. Good call. Uh, I only had one other guy, uh, Saquon Barkley, who's had, I think, at least 19 opportunities over the last five or six games. He seems to just yeah. get it all in the ground, no matter he how. He is their offense at this point. He basically is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the Patriots' defense is tough against the run, but if you look up the DVOA versus pass-catching running backs, they're actually 29th. Uh, and, of course, Barkley's big games uh, come through the pass, so I think uh, Barkley at 7.3 in the, in the elite tier is also viable as well. Uh, let's move down into the mid-tier, and we'll go ahead and hit the drop. Lock, lock it, it in. And we're going to give it a... We're gonna Hold on, it. before you tell your lock of the week, I want to tell you that when I saw this on the sheet, I've been waiting all night to hear this drop. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, if you can't make out what they're saying on the drop, they're saying King Henry, as in Derrick Henry uh, versus Carolina, who is the worst team versus the run DVOA, uh, second worst in points allowed. Uh, and I'm, I'm speaking into existence because I've actually traded to get Derrick Henry in a lot of my leagues before, for this the exact stretch. starting early, baby. Yeah, for this exact stretch because we got Carolina. We've got Houston Texans twice, which who we know Derrick Henry owns the Texans. Uh, he's got the Miami Dolphins. He has the Colts, I think, on his schedule. Uh, but it starts with this game with Carolina. I think he's going to have a monster game at 6.4. We know Henry should be in that elite tier. He's had a had a rough season. Uh, but if they give him the volume that, that we know he can take, uh, it's getting cold out. We know uh, Derrick Henry likes it when it's cold. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is going to be the game that kind of propels him to have a, a, a very huge uh, end, of, uh, end of season stretch here. So at 6.4, I think Henry is way too cheap. Uh, and I'll be playing Henry in a lot of my lineups this week. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I actually considered him making my lock of the week as well because he is the most game script sensitive running back in fantasy. In games where they've been close, he's averaged 19 DraftKings points. In games where they've lost by more than 10 points, he's averaging like eight. Yeah. So Derrick Henry looks like an absolute smash in this game. Home, favored, playing the worst defense. I I love it, man. It's it's Wednesday. I'm sure by Sunday I'll be locking in the guy I'm going to talk about here in a second. But man, D. Henry looks good this week. Big Absolutely. dog, Absolutely. King Henry. That just hurts after what he did to me Sunday, man. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> no. you got to have a short memory in DFS. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's right. We we talked about it a little bit. Uh, Kyron Williams is coming off the IR, and he will be back this week. Uh, obviously, the Rams feel pretty good about it because they already cut uh, Darrell Henderson. Basically, like, thanks, bro, but <laughs> yeah. you know, good, good knowing you. I think they signed him back to the practice squad, but that tells you that there's no, there's going to be no restrictions, right? And if they're worried about it, then they think Royce Freeman can pick up the slack. But Kyron Williams absolutely smashed Arizona earlier this year uh, to the tune. Was 
was, uh, yeah, his last game with 24.8 DraftKings points. Um, I think if he was been on the slate the whole time, he probably would be well over 7K. Um, so he's also, I mean, the mid-range at running back this week is so stacked. Absolutely. That I, I think that's where you're going to be living. I really do. Yeah. And Kyron, like we just mentioned, he's one of the three guys that are in the top as far as volume goes. Granted, he hasn't played in a little bit, uh, but he was getting, a, I think, one of the games he played 100% of the snaps. Um, and you just don't yeah. get that much from running backs these days. So I, I love that call. And you're right. They kind of gave uh, Joel Henderson. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, holding it down. But uh, peace. Thanks, <laughs> you're out of here. Uh, Garrett, who you got your mid-tier? Man, I, I love uh, uh, Pacheco this week. He, there you go. Looked, That's a good call. he was running so physical against Philadelphia, who we all know their front is just about impenetrable. And he just, every time he grabbed the ball, man, he's he's trying to score. Um, I think against a weak Vegas defense, you know, they can be run on. Uh, I like him a lot. Yeah, Pacheco looked really good against, like you said, a very good run defense, a, a defense that we avoid most of the time when we're play, anybody's playing against him. And That's true. Pacheco looked really good against them. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think he gets a, a nice little a volume in here against a bad team. So I, I love him as well. Tim, you have Yeah, I want to say one of my matchup charts um, that I had this week showed Kansas City um, – or, sorry, Las Vegas gives up a ton of explosive plays to running backs. Um, it's one of the reasons I was kind of on them last week. So I actually really like that call. Um, so before I put on Rashad White as my top play, the other running back I was considering as my top play was DeAndre Swift, uh, a.k.a. Swifty. This is a guy I've played all year long since he got to Philly because his role there has been so secure. No matter what the game script is, they're finding a way to keep him involved. Uh, like you said in that game against Kansas City, uh, he had 19.7 points against yeah. Dallas was a down game, 9.4. But in that game, he still got 20 touches, right? Game before that, 20 touches. Game before that, 18 touches. Game before that, 20 touches. His volume is insane. And Buffalo, that's how you beat them, right? Yeah. You beat them in the running game. They that's give up a ton of explosive plays in the running game. The only, only downside that keeps him from being a top play is that you know if it gets to the one, yes. he's not going to get the touchdown, yeah. Yeah. right? He has to score from beyond four yards, right? Yep. <laughs> or it's not going to happen. But that is literally the only downside on his resume. Um, you know, one thing we always talk about on this show is home favored running backs, yep. right? That's where you see those big spike weeks. There are not many home favored running backs on this slate, right? If you look at the top guys, right? Kamara's on the road. Saquon's at home in a tough matchup. ETN's on the road at Houston. Jonathan Taylor's playing the Bucks, right? A lot of these top guys are in tough matchups. So one of the first home favorite running backs you come across, DeAndre Swift. Yep, absolutely. I love it. And and speaking of that, not that it's related to fantasy, but did y'all did y'all see the the troll with uh Kelsey and Swift walking out together? Yeah. It was Jason yes. Kelsey and DeAndre Swift. That was pretty awesome. I, I love that. That was great. All right, uh, that's it for the mid-tier uh, running backs. Let's move down into the value tier here. And Garrett, you have one guy on your list that was mentioned in the chat here by by Mickey. I want you to talk about yep. Jerome Ford a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Jerome Ford, man, he's been solid. Uh, I think he, he, you can go there, fifty six hundred. Um, you know the matchup's pretty good against Denver, who's been running all season. Um, I like him, man. He's been getting pretty good volume. Uh, Twenty touches, seventeen touches. 12 touches last week, but it was a slow game against Pittsburgh. So I think he bounces right back up to that, you know, uh, 
15 to 20 range and can get you there. Yeah, he was so frustrating last week because he had that touchdown <laughs> earlier in the game, and then it was like he was stuck on 11 like the whole week. I mean, I mean the whole game, it was like, come on, do something else. But yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. I think Ford's a great play. Uh, and Tim, you have the other guy. Yeah, the only other guy I'm considering paying down for is Jalen Warren. Uh, last couple of weeks, he's been absolutely killing it. Matt Canada was fired this week for Pittsburgh. Um, you know, there's some belief that they're going to try and go to more of a run-based offense moving forward, continue to focus those guys. Um, I do think that there is some Najee, you know, possibly that he ends up having the game. But I think to anybody with eyes, Jalen Warren is clearly the superior running back. Uh, and then the matchup is great, right? We always talk about Bengals give up the most explosive plays in the league. And the only way he really, you know, we saw in the game against Green Bay, right? If Pittsburgh can run the ball, they will run the ball. So they're playing against what Jake Browning this week. So I don't really see how they're going to be out of this game, uh, which means it should be another healthy dose for Jalen Warren. Yep, absolutely. He's got what's uh, five or six of his last eight games have been double digit points too. So that's a great price point. So. Uh, I love that yep. call. I had him as well. Yeah, last week he averaged 14.3 yards a carry because of that 74-yarder. <laughs> yeah. um, but, like, we always say you can't take plays away. But even if you did take that play away, he still has, like, a 15-point week, yep. which is what you need from a 5,400 running back, right? 100%. So, yeah, yeah he's he's got a ton of upside, but he also has a solid floor. All right, let's get to the receivers. And now, wide receivers. receivers. And we will hit the double drop here. Lock, Lock it, it in. in. Tim, take it away. Uh, all right, man. So if I had an FTN sheet and I had to pick my favorite wide receiver quarterback matchup this week, it is Steph Diggs. Stephon Diggs going into Philly. Philly has been the flowchart team for wide receivers all year long. Nobody has given up more wide receiver one performances than the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Stephon Diggs, you're thinking, oh, Tim, he's had two bad games. Well, look who he's played against. He was in Denver, got shadowed by Patrick Sertan. Then he played against the Jets, got shadowed by Sauce Gardner. Now he's got James Bradbury and what's left of Darius Slay. I think Steph Diggs is going to absolutely eat in this game. And what shocked me is that he's going to be lower owned than A.J. Brown in the same game. Mm. So. I like A.J. Brown, don't get me wrong, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and go with the guy that I think has got the better matchup, and he's also cheaper and lower ownership. Give me some Steph Diggs. I love it. And you had, uh, you had uh, asked me pre-show, so I talked about CeeDee Lamb being the number one matchup, uh, and then the number two matchup was Amon Run St. Brown. Number three is the guy I'm going to talk about, but the number four matchup at 84.1 uh, was Steph Diggs. So to go to your point, he is, he is on the sheet. <laughs> I uh, didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, great, great call. I love Stefan Diggs this week as well. Uh, Garrett, who do you got for your elite? Yeah, A.J. Brown, man. I think he, he bounces back and has another killer game here. They're going to need him against uh, Buffalo, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they – they um, I forgot about the Jets game, but, you know, Buffalo's been up and down this year, so um, – A.J. Brown's going to have a big game in this one against Diggs for sure. Yeah, I think Brown's going to – he's definitely going to be on a lot of my lineups as well. Um, yeah, right. He's in kind of the same boat, right? Two bad matchups in a row. Now they're getting Buffalo, who's just not, you know, that great of a defense on the back end. Agreed. Sure. I'm Tim, telling you, this game's going to get 60 points. Like, yeah. if, you, if, you bet, if you bet over-unders – 
out there, just slam the over. Just put your whole, you know, put the whole car note on on the over, man. Because uh, I, I I swear there's going to be six, 60 points in this game. Not the whole car note. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim, you got two more guys in your elites here. There, you want to talk about one of those two guys? You want to move down to? The yeah, I want to talk about Mike Evans. Uh, we talked about. I talked about how I really like Baker this week. I've been playing Mike Evans the last few weeks. Um, last week he had a little bit of a down game against 49ers, but we talked about the outside wide receiver matchup is a little bit tougher. He still had 12 targets, right? This is clearly Baker's guy. So he is priced up at 7,400. But two weeks ago, he had 29 points. He had another game this year at 32 points. There are, you know, you're looking for the upside, right? When you're looking at these stacks, I don't think Evans is a cash play by any means, but 7,400, he saves you $1,400 stiff digs. Uh, and he's still got a 30 point ceiling. So yep. I actually really like Mike Evans this week. I'm going to try and fit him in. Uh, but I think I'm going to pay down for a guy that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Um, the only other guy I had was Puka. And I'm just going to say real quick, um, I haven't made up my mind on whether I'm playing Puka yet. Yeah. Um, when Cooper Cup was out, he was obviously like the best wide receiver in the league. Um, but he's not, you know, 100%. They've kind of changed his role a little bit. He's playing more outside. Do they move him back inside? I think there's a lot of question marks for somebody that's 7,400. So. Maybe Sean McVay comes out and gives us the game plan and then we'll talk. But for right now, I I don't know um, how I feel about Puka. All right. Good call. All right. I'm going to move down into the mid tier. And there's two guys that I have that neither one of you have that I'll talk about real quick so we can move through these guys. Uh, The first one. uh, So I mentioned CeeDee Lamb being the top matchup. I mentioned Amon Ra being number two. And then the guy that was number three is the guy that I put on my sheet. And I didn't have him on my sheet originally. I went back and looked at the matchups and I decided to put him on there. Uh, strictly based on the matchup, and that's uh, DeAndre Hopkins versus Carolina at 6.1. It's an 86.2 matchup rating. Uh, Donta Jackson is the cornerback that they have listed there. Obviously, they move him around quite a bit, so he won't always be on him. Uh, But Hopkins, you know, has been sort of the apple of Will Levis's eye when he's had the time to throw the ball. Last week, he only threw the ball 17 times, so D-Hop did not have a good game. But I think he gets a lot more targets this week at 6.1. I think he's way too cheap. Uh, And the other guy that I have is Nico Collins. People have forgotten about him. Uh, He was injured for a little bit, came back last week. And, of course, Tank Dell had the amazing touchdown catch that everybody's talking about. Collins is now cheaper than Tank Dell. Uh, yep. He has the best matchup rating of the three, um, for, according to FTN, and actually had plenty of volume last week. I think he had 11 targets, uh, which I think either mm-hmm. led the team or, or was tied for the for the, the team lead. So he's still getting the targets. He's just yep. not getting the big flashy Tank Dell touchdowns right now. But I think uh, Nico Collins, especially mm-hmm. now that he's 500 bucks cheaper than Tank Dell, uh, is yep. still in play as well. It's a good call, Tim. What you got for your mid? Yeah, I'm going back to Tank Dell. That was the guy I was talking about a second ago. I really like Mike Evans, uh, but I think Tank Dell has a pretty similar projection. He's $500 cheaper. Um, he, As you talked about, he seems to be C.J. Stroud's guy. And that touchdown last week, um, he, he really just kind of threw it to a spot and knew Tank Dell would be there, right? And that's really what you're looking for. It kind of, you know, I don't want to put him on a level of like, you know, Jamar Chase, but it feels like they have that same connection, right? Where he just knows where he's going to be. I talked about it on the show last week. He was one of my lock it in plays. Uh, he is fourth in the NFL in terms of targets when he has more than one yard of separation, right? CJ just looks up, is, is Tank Dell open? And if it's close, he just throws him the ball. So, um, I, you know, I basically every week I say play, uh, play Tank Dell. It's going to be like your copy paste, right? 
Keenan so, Allen for you is Tank Dell for me. If he gets to AK, we can have that conversation. But until yeah. then, man, I'm going to keep playing Tank Dell. I love it. Uh, Gary, what you Did got you see, you? by the way, they officially updated his name in the NFL to Tank Dell this week? Did they really? Uh, yeah. And the official, like, log, they had him as Nathaniel Dell. And this week, they officially, he earned it. He earned He's it. He's officially Tank <laughs> Dell now. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the well with Adam Thielen, man. He, hey, I like that. Run, since week two, I think he's been averaging 10 or 11 targets a, a, a week. Um, and he's going against Tennessee, who is a pass funnel team, you know, and uh, the quarterback there is, is going to have to target Thielen because they don't have much offense outside of that. So Bryce Young's going to have to go to Thielen early and often and probably all, all game long. Yeah, I like Thielen as well. And he's, his price has come down a little bit. But, yeah, I, I do like Thielen. He's – He's surprised the hell out of me. Like I thought he was getting up to the age where he was just going to fall off for the end of the season, but he's still doing his thing for sure. Yeah. Uh, Tim, we'll go back through, and you got a couple more guys there. I quickly mentioned the last few you got I'm there. I'm trying to read that <laughs> question yeah. in the chat, but way, it just keeps going. It's way too much. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk about uh, Michael Pittman. And, and this is probably one of the, the plays that I put on the sheet and took off like three or four times because he has one of the best matchups on the whole slate against Tampa Bay. We talked about Jamel Dean last week. He got ripped apart by your boy, Brandon Ayuk. Now he's obviously not in the same league in terms of getting separation, but he is in the same in terms of the volume that he gets. And we know Gardner Minshew really only looks for two guys, right? He drops back and he looks for Pittman and he drops back and he looks for downs. Uh, Michael Pittman quietly has had one of the best roles in the league, right? Uh, Where he's consistently had uh, last week, 12 targets, 8 targets, 13 targets, 5 targets, 14 targets, right? So he's averaging more than 10 targets a week at 6,800, which I think makes him an excellent cash game play. But my question is, does he have the upside for tournaments? <laughs> um, yeah, upside for tournaments. So I like Pittman. I think he's a good cash game play. But Tank Dell is only $100 more. And that's my biggest issue here is like, Okay, if you're deciding between the two, it's Tank Dell. If you're playing both of them, I feel like they're a better play. So that's my only thing for Pittman. Uh, but if you're doing a, a Baker stack, I think he's the best run back. Uh, and obviously, you're going to have him if you do a, a Minshew stack. Yeah, Tim's, <laughs> Tim's middle of the, the, the thing laughed there. I just got to call it out. So we have a, a question in the chat for those listening on audio or that can't see it. Uh, he basically gave us his entire roster for fantasy football and wants us to set his entire lineup. He's like, start two receivers, start two running backs, a quarterback, a flex. Who do I start? And I said, break it down smaller. You know, you, you know who you're playing. Give us the actual sit-start question that you want to ask. And then he, he gets pissed off and goes, F you then, dummy. <laughs> so, I mean, I could, I could probably say that you're the dummy for coming to a DFS show and asking a fantasy football question. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, anyways, we'll, we'll, we will move on from that. That's a, that's an all timer. <laughs> it is an all timer for sure. I love it. <laughs> all right. Is there anybody else in the mid tier we want to talk about before we move down to the value guys? Yeah. yeah we didn't talk about the Jacksonville guys. Oh, go Christian ahead. Kirk, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going in on Christian Kirk this week. T law has kind of been going, you know, Ridley one week, Kurt the next and back and forth. I think this week's going to be a Kurt week. Um, uh, so yeah, I like Christian Kirk this week and, uh, he may or may not be on my stack of the week. You'll find out later. Nice. There you go. <laughs> and you have you have Ridley there, Tim. So you think Ridley's back on track after last week? 
I, I think it's interesting. I actually like Kirk better, and that's what I was going to say. But what I was actually going to say is that if I'm playing Trevor Lawrence, I'm only playing him in stacks. And I think what I'm going to do is it's going to be Lawrence and Ingram, and then I'm going to rotate Kirk and Ridley. Nice. Uh, but the matchup seems to go to Ridley. So I do like that call a lot. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Uh, the only thing I was going to say is Hollywood Brown. We mentioned it at the top. Uh, he does have the heel injury, so keep an eye on it. But it's a great matchup for him. Uh, 5,200. He just, his price keeps coming down. He's had a couple of tough matchups, but he gets a much better matchup this week. He scored, I think 30 against them in a matchup with Kyler last year. Good stuff. And, and Matt is showing, uh, showing him how it's done. Nakua or Pittman week 12. Which one you got Garrett? Uh, I am going to go Michael Pittman. Tim, what you got? Man, I have these guys really close. Um, I think I feel Pittman too. I don't know why, but I think it's going to be a Kyron game. They're just going to come back and play and play Kyron a hundred times. So yep. I think uh, Puka is going to have a good game, uh, maybe, you know, seven for 70. Uh, but I think Pittman gets the touchdown. Yeah. Sweep mm-hmm. it. I'm going Pittman as well. So three for three, we're going Pittman here. All right. Uh, move down into the value tier and I will, I will kick it off here because I'm going to hit the drop on this one. We got the squeaky wheel. Deontay Johnson, of course, had some issues last week on the side of the uh, sideline. Actually had to be pulled away, carried away by one of his teammates because he was in the face of one of his coaches. Uh, then he had some some choice words where he kind of avoided the question when they were asking about uh, Kenny Pickett. Uh, obviously disgruntled that he didn't get the pass. There was a whole TikTok showing the plays that he was wide open and Pickett never even had a chance to even look his way. Uh, so I think the squeaky wheel gets greased this week. Uh, the, the Bengals are third worst DVOA versus the pass. I think he comes out and gets targeted like crazy. Uh, and at 4.9, he is way too cheap in my opinion. So uh, I'll be playing know, like Deontay Johnson this week. Yeah, I like that a yeah. lot. Let, let me be clear, though. The best Steelers TikTok video this week is when they're all walking into the locker room and Matt Canada is celebrating <laughs> We won, we won, and Chris Boswell goes, yeah, but not, not because, because of you, you though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was one of my favorite videos by far. Yep. Um, I liked the Deontay call. Um, my guy this week, my pay down guy is, is Josh Down. Uh, I talked about it in Minshew. This is the guy that he looks for. Uh, Tampa Bay has been getting absolutely killed yeah. by the slot, bottom five in the league. Um, <laughs> he's 2,000 less than Pittman. Right. And I think that you're really going to need that that uh, that money this week. So uh, when I was scrolling through the slate, I was like, oh, Josh Downs right there. He's had multiple games over 10 targets. Right. Which you never see for somebody under 5K. Right. Let me let me pull this up here. I had it on my sheet. So he had I'm sorry. He had a game of 12 targets. He had a game of nine targets, eight targets, six targets, seven targets. So like he's getting volume. He gets a great matchup. Uh, I think he's my favorite pay down of the week. Good stuff. I love it. And uh, Garrett, I edited the sheet there. There's one guy that I want you to make sure you don't mention because he's my sick call. But uh, give me one. Yeah, Roger. Yeah, give me. He's mine too, by the way, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We both have the same one. (laughs) Yeah, Raheem Shahid, uh, 4,300. Man, he's no Michael Thomas. Again, if Carr plays, he's going to see more targets down the field. We know he's, you know, a, a deep threat at any time. He's. One of the fastest guys in the NFL, I think. So he's he's a good a good solid play for a uh, cheap number. Yeah, I like I like Shahid as well. 
another one of my uh, pay down guys I want to just mention really quick because I, I it was a cool tool on FTN that I use quite a bit that shows sort of the the spread of the offensive you know uh, team where you got the receiver at the slot and then the right and left and it shows the grade matchup on each one of these three receivers and of the uh, the receivers for the Buffalo Bills the one that has the best matchup is right in the middle in the slot with Shakir uh, and he is quite a bit better than the other one. I think they're giving up uh, 18 points uh, to the slot position at 3.6. Shakir has been coming on strong lately. Uh, actually, Eagles give up the most points to slot receivers so far on the uh, in the NFL. Uh, and it's the sixth best matchup grade overall for slot receivers this week. So uh, Shakir at 3.6 is definitely worth mentioning. I was kind of mad we weren't all over that one, man, last week. Yeah, 100%. Looking back, it was right there. 100%. Um, and then let's now, see. Is there anybody else? That we should... Go ahead. Now that we're talking through this, I could see this being a week where the mid-tier and uh, low-tier receivers get you there, and then you fill yeah. in the lineup around that. Yep. Yep. I agree. I think it's going to be kind of stars and scrubs a little bit. Yeah, we'll definitely. All right. We'll move down into the defense. I want to mention Kyle Phillips. He was my <laughs> sick call last week. Unfortunately, Will Levis only threw yeah. 17 passes, so he didn't get any targets. But he's still 3K. I think Levis throws more than 17 passes this year, so I'm this week. So Phillips could. Uh, could pay off this week if you wanted to risk going with a 3K guy. I just want to mention him because uh, I think he could have had a better game last week if he had gotten the opportunity. Yeah, the only other guy I had was Pop Douglas. Uh, good volume for New England, but yeah. Oh, yeah, I missed him. Yeah, good call at 4,400. All right, let's get to the defenses. Defense, 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 defense. All right, Tim, so I was doing my sheet, and I noticed you had all the same defenses as me, so I'll let you talk about all the defenses. Nice. I love that. Uh, I think it's a pay down week. I, I talked about it a couple of times this show. It's going to be tough to find value or sorry, value on the slate. Uh, the cheapest defense, which this is also different because we're used to having 2000, 2100, $2,200 defenses. The cheapest defense on the slate is the Texans at 2600. So immediately that's my first thought where I want to go home favored 2600. Um, the other team I like is the Eagles. In the event that I'm wrong about Josh Allen, uh, he does give a lot of uh, turnovers as well. Uh, home favored matchup, so I like them. Uh, my GPP defenses uh, are the Raiders. Um, you know, Max Crosby is willing that team, him and Antonio Pierce, every single week. Uh, even in weeks they've been blown out, they still had some positive uh, values because of sacks. And then this week, you know, we always talk about who's who's playing the Giants this week, right? <laughs> who's playing the Giants and who's playing the Commanders? Well, the Commanders aren't on the slate, so who's playing the Giants? It's Bill Belichick. And who always seems to have the number of rookie quarterbacks? Bill Belichick. Yeah. So I think there's a great case to be made for the Patriots at 3,200. Um, I don't know that you can get there in cash, uh, but in GPPs, that's probably one of my favorite defenses. I love it. And there is one defense, uh, Garrett, that you you have there that Tim <laughs> did not have, and you get to you get to call out your, you your favorite. It. You get your favorite phrase here. Who that? <laughs> oh man, it's just you know going with the Saints, man. Ritter's coming back. Atlanta doesn't know what they want to do. They can't figure out their offense. Coaching staffs. It probably needs to be changed, if you ask me. But uh, the Saints have a solid defense. Their secondary is great. Um, Atlanta could really struggle here. Absolutely. Yeah. Love that call. All right, let's get to our stacks. Going for two.com's weekly stack report. All right, Garrett, kick it off here with your stack. 
Man, uh, my stack, I'm going Texans. I'm not missing again this week. I'm not changing it this week. I'm going to go Stroud with Tank Dale. I'm going to run it back with Christian Kurt. And then, um, Jeff, I'm going to play your running back that you've got over there sitting pretty. So go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll go ahead and mention my stack here. Uh, I have Pacheco. Um, I have Pacheco and the Chiefs defense. I know that we talked about defenses. We didn't mention the Chiefs, but uh, I think you can stack these in GPPs. Chiefs defense has been legit. I mean, they're the reason yeah. they're winning some of these games yeah. this year. And I think with Pacheco there as well, you can stack the defense uh, in, a, in a pretty good matchup as well. So that's that's, that's my a, stack of the week. That's a really good call. Tim, what you got? Yeah, I told you I really like Josh Allen. So no surprises there. I'm going with Josh Allen, uh, Steph Diggs. If you want a double stack, I like it with Kincaid. And then bringing it back with DeAndre Swift. Yep, good call. That's that's a that's gonna be a popular stack, but I think it's popular for a reason. Yep, good call. All right, let's get to our sick calls. And now the sick call of the week. All right, so since me and uh, me and Garrett have the same sick call, same uh, sick call, same sick call, we'll let you go first, Tim. Yeah, uh, is it another week we get to light the torch? Uh, this was one of our favorite cheap plays last year, Greg Dorch. Uh, now, last year we were playing him because Rondale Moore was hurt. This year we're playing him because Michael Wilson is hurt. Uh, last week, Michael Wilson sat out and he went, I think, seven for 76. So obviously this is very dependent. Sorry, six for 76 on eight targets. So this is obviously dependent on Michael Wilson being out, uh, but they only raised his price to 3,300. So if he's going to get six to eight targets for 3,300, I'm going to light the torch with Greg Dorch. Yeah, and then, and then if for some reason Hollywood Brown is out too, then definitely I think he's he'll definitely. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, Garrett, since this is your boy, I'll let you call. I'll let you call it since we have the same guy. Yeah, man. At Perry, thirty-two hundred for the Saints. Michael Thomas out. He's stepping into a good role. Um, I think he's going to get more targets this week, especially if Carr plays. The defense won't notice him out there because he's a no-namer. And uh, he did pretty good against Minnesota, man. Four, two receptions, 38 yards, and a touchdown. He scored 11 points. If he gets that again, he gets you value at least, if nothing else. So, yep. And he played 84% of the snaps, too, which is very important. So, I think, yeah, you know, huge. being on the field is a big part of, you know, scoring points. You can't score points Definitely. if you ain't playing. So. Yeah, as soon as Thomas went down, it became the A.T. Perry show. So, that tells you they view him as that backup. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I had yeah, as- Lynn Bowden or whoever did not get a real increase. Lynn Bowden or whoever. Yeah, yep. He, it was A.T. Perry. Yep, A.T. Yeah. Perry was the guy. He's the number three there now with uh, with M.T. on uh, on I.R. All right, fellas, that wraps the podcast up. I want to thank you, uh, Garrett, once again for coming on, you know, finding a way to make this work, you know, being at the hotel and all that good stuff, getting us, getting on the show and, uh, you know, obviously happy Thanksgiving and all that good stuff. You know, I know you won't be with your family tomorrow, unfortunately, but, uh, you, you know, we, uh, we, we're, we're glad that you were able to make it on the show. Man, Jeff, Tim, big shout out to you too, man. Thank you. And all the listeners, man, look around you tomorrow, be thankful and, and, you know, Thank God for what you have and the blessings around you, man. 100%, man. 100%. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo Garrett on that one, man. I'm thankful for this show. I'm thankful for That's all of our fans amazing. that show up every week, everybody that gets in the group every week and interacts. Uh, you guys make this show what it is. And most of all, I want to thank everybody who took the time to donate to Jeff's charity. Um, obviously, very worthy. Uh, help them kids, as I always say. Uh, yeah. get, them, get them some toys for Christmas. 
so yeah, everybody, whether it was $5 or, or whatever, uh, whatever you gave, uh, thanks to each and every one of you. Absolutely. And happy Thanksgiving. Uh, whether happy you're with your family or not, I hope you all have a great day and at least get to watch some football. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I meant to mention it earlier. I forgot to mention how much we raised. So I set the goal at $1,000 because it's what we did last year. Uh, we absolutely crushed it. We raised $1,900. We almost got to 2000 So uh, thank you to everybody in the chat that did donate. Um, and I hope that we have a great tournament tomorrow. Uh, I'll be sending that belt out to somebody after this weekend. Uh, so if you're in the tournament, you know, good luck. Uh, good luck for getting second because I'm getting first. We'll just keep there the belt go. at my house. <laughs> All right. Uh, for Garrett, for Tim, I'm Jeff. Good luck this weekend and everyone enjoy your holiday weekend. Go, Pat, go. Who that? <laughs>